Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This drug could mean the end of weight loss surgery. Semaglutide, an antidepressant that has led to some people losing more than a fifth of their body weight in a major international trial. Five things that I love about Ozempic. Right, number one, no more food chatter. Your brain is silent. You don't think about your next meal all of a sudden. You're not constantly craving the next snack. I went to Pizza Hut two weeks ago and I got a personal pan, like a little pizza. I could polish that off, no problem. This time, no. I have people tell me that I'm taking medication from their diabetic husband or stealing the medication whenever I don't really need it. I'm using it for weight loss, which in the reality, am I losing weight? Yes, but is it for weight loss? No. I was a pre-diabetic, so this is keeping me from getting diabetes. And at the end of the day, I did not walk up to somebody and take it out of their hand. Hiya, it's Mary here. Just to let you know that on this episode, we'll be talking about weight loss and body image. If that's not for you, then please go ahead and listen back to one of our other episodes instead. Azempic. You've probably heard this word or seen it in a video or a post about weight loss. It's a drug for people with diabetes but it can also be used as a weight loss treatment. Azempic is one brand in particular, but the active ingredient, the drug itself, is called semaglutide. It works by suppressing your appetite, and it usually comes in the form of an injection. It's apparently become a bit of a Hollywood sensation for celebs. Not many high-profile people have actually come forwards and said they've taken it, but there's rumours, there's talk about it, and it's hard to ignore the fact that amongst celebrities, a lot of people have been losing a significant amount of weight recently. There are also people who've openly admitted to taking it, like Elon Musk, Amy Schumer, and believe it or not, even our ex-Prime Minister Boris Johnson. But look, as Olympic, it is not just in the realm of celebs. It seems that there are more and more people just turning to this drug to help them lose weight. In July, the Department of Health and Social Care and the NHS actually declared a national shortage of Ozempic, and this is because of the demand for it. It's been causing quite a big issue for people who need the drug to help their body produce insulin. They've now asked private clinics and doctors as well to stop prescribing Azempic to people who don't have type 2 diabetes. And this shortage could last until later next year. So not only do I have questions about whether or not you can take these drugs safely, it is making me feel like we've taken a few steps back. I feel like I've been on such a journey from being a kid, seeing shows and magazines and talk about just being super, super skinny to then pushing towards a more healthy and positive attitude towards our body image and our weight. It's like I grew up being told that skinny was the key to success and happiness. Then it completely changed. It was about embracing what you look like naturally. Curves were in, body shaming was out. 
And I know fat phobia still existed, but it did feel like we were taking steps towards a healthier view of our bodies. But now seeing how we are talking about Azempic and seeing how trendy it's become, feels like this super skinny look has resurfaced. So, is skinny back in fashion? What does that mean for us? That's what I want to explore in this episode. I'm Mary Mandfield. Welcome to Noted. So let's start with what Azempic is and how a diabetes drug has now become known for weight loss. I want to chat to someone who's been looking into this. Sophie Peachy is a reporter at The News Movement. So, Azempic, mm-hmm. you've been looking into it as a trend. How exactly does Azempic work? Azempic works by mimicking a hormone that occurs naturally in your body. So it makes you feel fuller and it makes you feel fuller for longer. So it means that You eat a bit of food and you're done, you're full. That bit of food is so much smaller than something that you would have eaten before. So I've seen reports of people taking, you know, one bite of a meal and being done. Obviously, a silver bullet does not come without side effects. So there have been reports of nausea, vomiting. People have to remind themselves to even drink water. And then you've got something called a Zempic face. Basically, it's when you lose a lot of weight, you end up looking quite gaunt and people say that it can age you. That is just a side effect of losing weight really, really quickly, whether or not that's aided by you taking a Zempic, but it's being called a Zempic face. So we know how it works. Why is it that now we're hearing more about a Zempic and we're seeing more people kind of talking about either taking it themselves or celebrities that are like rumoured to be taking it? I think... We're seeing more people taking and talking about Azempic because we have this perfect storm in society. There's this moment in time where everything's collided and you've got this Petri dish that is brewing this thinness desire, this desire to be skinny. And I think there are a couple of reasons for that. I think you've got celebrities, the people that we look up to, the people that set the tone for what is seen as a beauty standard are suddenly once again really embracing and celebrating uber thinness. You have a resurgence of the Y2K movements, that's like the naughty's fashion. And that really, really was like celebrated with this really thin body. On the kind of darker sides of the internet, you've got pro-Anna content, which is pro-anorexia, pro-eating disorder content, which really glamorizes it. That's moving from, you know, Tumblr in the old days. And now it's come over to TikTok, which is where a lot of people our age are. Then you've got the far right. You've got other, I guess, influencers and celebrities, but in the kind of manosphere, the the alt-right area, like Andrew Tate, Joe Rogan, who are pushing back against the body positivity movement that we've had in the last decade and saying that to be fat, quote unquote, is a weakness, is a choice. And then you've got the wellness movement, um, which really, really kind of became really big during the pandemic. So you've got all these things happening, all these cogs turning in society at the same time that just create this environment where suddenly you have a silver bullet. You've got a Zempic where you can actually buy thinness and people are saying, okay, you want to be thin? Buy it. Where do you think we're actually getting our kind of ideal beauty standards and body type standards from? I think we've always got, you know, throughout history, you've kind of got your idea of beauty from who society sees to be the most beautiful at that time. So now it's like, who has the most followers, influencers? But, you know, your feed is going to look different to my feed, the people that we kind of look for inspiration from. But I think above that, you then have media, television, things that are kind of higher than than Instagram influencers. And those people just set the agenda. 
seeing this kind of rise and popularity of Azempic and other weight loss drugs, is this something you think we should be worried about? Look, I think it is great that something like this exists because it's going to tackle a lot of health problems, I guess. Medically speaking, that's not my area. But I think there's a real concern when you try and buy into micro trends. Like what we've just talked about, this is a trend at the moment. Like being very thin is a beauty trend. Taking a drug like this to buy into a trend that's happening just now for your mind, for your body, I worry that that's just can be quite damaging to people who are taking it for the wrong reasons. From that chat with Sophie, it was a good reminder that body image and how we view our bodies comes about in trends. And that pressure to look a certain way plays a big part in then the demand for things like Azempic. Now I need to explore how this representation of body image has changed over the years and how it's led to where we are right now. Felicity Hayward is a curve model, influencer and body positivity activist. Felicity, welcome to Noted. Thank you, babe. Right, so we're talking about body image and almost the trends that exist within that. How do you think that has changed over the past couple of years? Oh, big bums are in and our big bums are out. It is just atrocious that we are continuing to live in an age where every 10 to 20 years, a different body ideal keeps appearing. It's been happening for the last 100 years and I thought that maybe once we hit the sort of body positivity wave that that would be the end of it. But it seems that's not the case. And why do you think that's not the case? What's kind of signalled that, you know, like you said, big bums are out of fashion now and we're going back towards that kind of slim look as the ideal? Well, in the last hundred years, we have had the most crazy body image trends. We've got the 1920s where women were encouraged to smoke cigarettes for them to stop being hungry. And then you've got the 1950s when icons such as Marilyn Monroe were in the were in the picture and women were given essentially fat pills to gain weight. And then in the 70s, it was a very, very awful diet where anorexia became very, very popular. Then you go to the 90s when heroin chic was then popular. It is crazy to see how the last 100 years have influenced women in particular. At the start of January, the whole rise of Ozempic came in. So we've gone from this sort of, you know, curvier trend we had the, the rise of the term heroin chic, which was from the 90s that has come back in again. We're pushing a drug that is meant for diabetic people. And we're pushing it as an easy option now to lose weight again. <sighs> Honestly, it's so silly. If aliens were looking down at us, they think, what the hell are we doing? I can feel your frustration and completely agree with you that like body shapes and sizes shouldn't just exist as trends because... Even us as humans, like, we can't be even in control of it in that way. Like, as women, whether it's our hormones or whether we have children or whatever stage of life we're going through, like, it's not even within our control. How does it make you feel, you know, this kind of talk about skinny and slim figures being, like, back in fashion? How does that make you feel as someone who exists, you know, as a curvier person? It just feels like all of the hard work that's been done in the last sort of 10 to 15 years has just been taken completely back again. I honestly thought that when we hit 
the the mainstream rise of body positivity, I thought that maybe we might got to a place where that's it. But no, straight back in with that skinny trend to, to take us back. You know, bodies aren't nostalgic. Just because everyone wants to wear 90s low rise jeans doesn't mean that our bodies need to go back to a trend that was in the 90s. We're talking about people taking things, changing their diet, their nutrition, their exercise, like to the extreme. It is not healthy in any way, shape or form to put your body through that trauma. Oh, babe, I really love you. It's long, isn't it? It's so long. I can imagine like almost having the, those conversations. It's just long. We talk about how we view our bodies and how the trends kind of come around. But we're coming from a, a female perspective, existing as a woman. And I just wanted to share a message that we actually had from one of our listeners, Tom, um, to give that different kind of perspective. I think there is, you know, a complete lack of male role models in the body positive and body image conversation. Women do have those role models quite accessibly and easily, I think, a lot more than men. I'm not saying it's perfect by, you know, any stretch of the imagination because there's still a long way to go. But I do genuinely believe that women are so further ahead in sort of accepting their bodies than and sort of men are. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, Felicity. Tom talked about role models and you definitely are a role model for more than like a quarter of a million people. Do you think that having more role models as women actually kind of helps us out when we're approaching and talking about our bodies? That there's two sides to this. Number one, I definitely do think that there needs to be more role models of all genders for size completely. I completely agree to it. But on the other hand, the way that women are still treated in society, I'm going to put this to you. Let's put James Corden on the cover of uh, GQ and let's put a you know an athlete on the cover of um of Elle. you put those two magazines out at the same time I can honestly tell you that James Corden will not be getting the fat shaming that the athlete will we all get so much hate and we never get the first thing that doesn't come out is the skill or our quality or the personality like it does for the men. It's always our weight. So on that reason, it is frustrating that there isn't enough male size inclusive role models. But I do think men still have it a lot easier. And I do think that there should be an equality of both genders for all sizes. Absolutely. But I do think that there is a much bigger issue here with the way men's weight is never really spoken about when it comes to like top celebrities. But women, that's the first thing everyone always says. I appreciate that. Now, I'm thinking about in an ideal world, how we feel about our bodies and how we look towards our bodies is not determined by trends. It's not determined by celebrities. It's determined by like how we want to feel, our health and those kinds of things. But we can't deny those pressures are, are all around. And I think especially like the younger you are, the more you can feel influenced by that. Do you have any advice or kind of techniques that people can use 
if they were thinking about changing the way that they looked, changing their bodies? My mum got a boob job when she was 50 because she was flat-chested and she wanted to feel more feminine for her. And she went and got that and she wasn't influenced by anyone else. And that gave her power. And I think if it brings you power and it's something that you want to do, it's important. But also, on the other hand, I think the perfect body does not exist because there are no two humans on this planet that are the same. So you need to aspire to be the best version of yourself and not someone else. And I think that applies to social media when you are looking at these people who may look like they have the perfect life and you may think, I want to look like them. The chances are they are million or billionaires. They have a nutritionist, they have a PT, they have a PA, they have all of these things. And actually their life is curated through how much money they have. And they're able to look like that. It's not a normal way of, of living your life. And I think... Don't be influenced by other people in power who are probably using your insecurities to make money themselves. Whether it's weight loss, surgery or not altering your body at all, I think what I'm taking from my chat with Felicity is that it's all about informed choices doing what is best for you and also trying to take as much external pressure away from it as possible. Now, someone who did make that informed choice and believed it was best for them is Tanya. Tanya's a content creator and has been using Azempic for six months now. She said that she started using the drug for her health. Tanya, welcome along to Noted. I want to know what made you want to start taking Azempic? <laughs> It started because I was diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome and I gained a lot of weight very, very quickly. Approximately about 50 pounds in the space of three months. I was trying to lose the weight and feel like nothing was working. And I'd been doing this for about five years, going to the gym, eating well. I couldn't lose any weight. If anything, I was gaining weight. I also then came across Olympic because it had been in the world and like everyone was like going towards it I just thought why not try it so when you first discovered it and I guess you knew you wanted to give it a try how did you go about getting hold of it what was that process like for you I tried to go through my GP well not tried but I thought about it and there was a lot of factors just because it is a widely um, criticised drug for weight loss. So I decided to go privately and pay for it privately. And there are regulated suppliers in the private industry that you can just contact and be able to, you know, go through an assessment with them and get it. And so that's the route I took. Do you feel like you're safe with what you're using? I do feel safe. I do believe that everything comes with risks and the long-term risks are, they're not the most explored things. However, the short-term risks haven't really affected me as much as I thought. My, my body's reacted quite well with it. And I feel like weight loss in itself is going to help my overall health. So I kind of feel like it kind of balances it out. But it wasn't a rapid weight loss. It did take about six weeks to notice anything. And I think the craze that happens online is that, oh, 
that someone's lost like 50 pounds in two months and it's not necessarily that way for everyone it may be for some but it definitely wasn't for me but I had lost about 20 pounds in about six months and that's the most weight I've ever lost in any given period of time some weight loss was better than nothing so that's why I continue to use as pick at the moment and I guess I want to ask what were some of the side effects that you've had like what does it feel like to take I think the first month in itself it was really difficult I was very nauseous felt like I could barely eat constantly felt like my stomach was full uh, it gave me a bit of heartburn a bit of like if I eat another thing, I'm going to be sick and it would like last a very long time. So I guess that is where the initial weight loss comes from because you don't even want to eat. Um, and I also had like this really metallic taste in my mouth. It was really strange. A lot of dehydration because already feel full and you don't want to then drink water to make yourself feel full. So it was very, very difficult. I know that the side effects for these things are going to be different for everyone. And there's obviously a lot of people taking a Zempic to try and achieve that really super slim look, not because they're overweight. And that seems like a bit of a trend at the moment. But what do you think about the use of drugs like a Zempic to get that look? And we're seeing more and more of that. It is quite disheartening to actually see people using it to get to this super skinny because it isn't a quick fix. It is quite a long-term slow process and just because people are showing what appears to be an overnight result in fact isn't and we don't actually know the backstory behind what people are talking about how it's affecting them they could not be eating at all it could affect them in quite a negative way which is the reason that they lost a lot of weight i'm really glad that tanya touched on that and I guess just a reminder that these weight loss drugs can find their way to different people and people that, you know, just don't need them. I'm not saying that it's wrong to want to lose weight or be in the quest of losing weight. Of course it isn't. It's your body and, you know, we all have the autonomy to, to make that choice. But if you are going to try something like a Zempic to try and lose weight. What do you actually need to know about it? I want to speak to a doctor to get these answers. I'm going to explore this next. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Look, you know, I know that trends around weight loss are nothing new. We've heard about a million fad diets, but as Empic and other semaglutide drugs are pretty new. I don't know much about them. And I want to make sure that if you are going to use it, that you're using it safely. Now, Dr. Ajwa Danso Buama is a full-time GP and you're going to help us understand this a little bit better. Um, it kind of started out as a drug treatment for diabetes. 
now it's also being used for weight loss. Is it actually safe to use as like a weight loss treatment? We are seeing a huge number of people who are actually taking Azempic privately because it's actually not licensed for weight loss specifically in the UK. But private clinics are actually allowed to prescribe this. Is it safe? I think with, with all medications and drugs, there are some risks and side effects that are associated with it. And I think we have to kind of draw our attention to the weight loss aspect of Azempic. We are seeing people that perhaps are taking it for too long. We are seeing people who are having quite serious side effects as well, such as bowel obstruction. So that's basically when your bowel completely stops and food cannot move along and you can imagine the effects of that. And that can actually be life-threatening too. And also we know there are some people that shouldn't be taking Azempic, so those with thyroid problems or thyroid history of thyroid cancer, because actually Azempic can alter the way your thyroid works. So we have to be really careful with, particularly in private clinics, very, very careful with who is taking Azempic and making sure that the right people are on it. And so if it's not licensed yet in the UK for weight loss, if there are people taking it, not for diabetes, is that legal? And also, like, where are they getting it from? So private companies in the UK are actually allowed to prescribe Azempic as long as they're actually within the criteria. So those who are obese, yes, they should be taking it and should actually be monitored very closely and also advised to kind of use Azempic with a weight management course, you know? So it's not just... You know, it's the whole holistic approach, which is really important, which is what we do on the NHS. And private clinics, most good private clinics, are actually doing this too. So in, in terms of where you can get it from, private clinics are offering this. And yes, it is legal. I've heard about this huge demand for it now, which is now impacting if there's enough for people with diabetes. Is it having an impact in that kind of supply chain? It's having a huge impact. We are seeing those who are diabetics who've been using Azempic for a number of years with fantastic results are not able to receive this. And I'm seeing this on a day-to-day -day basis in my GP surgery. We are having to provide alternatives for them, which is not ideal, particularly because we know some diabetics, you know, find taking the medication a struggle anyway, and they're used to this medication. It's not easy. But I think even more worryingly, we are seeing a rise of fake Azempic which is very, very, very dangerous because we don't know what's in it. And we're seeing people who are desperate, whether it's for diabetes or for weight loss, desperately trying to get their hands on it and are kind of cutting corners and trying to do so. Who are these people making fake Azempic? That's so scary. So I guess as well, if you wanted to use it as a weight loss treatment and maybe you'd gone private, but they denied you treatment, maybe you didn't fit into that like obesity category you might go looking elsewhere for it which people do when you get to this point of almost like desperation you don't know who's made it you don't know what it's made from and I'm guessing you don't really know the full risks that come with that as well absolutely and as we're seeing that more regularly and I um, I was actually just having a look on, on TikTok and seeing all the videos of so many young people who were talking about the benefits and you can see these really impressive before and after pictures and it just makes it particularly for those who have struggled with weight um, it just makes it so appealing without really understanding the risks that can be associated with it. You're a working GP so you see different types of people every day. 
is like weight loss or weight management something that that comes up quite a lot? Yeah, it underpins so much of health. Um, And I think typically you think it's a certain type of patient that will come and speak to you about weight loss. But I see, you know, women, men in their 70s who are desperately still trying to lose weight. It affects people so much more than we think. And I think at times people can feel quite embarrassed. They can feel quite ashamed to seek help, which is why I think it's important to have these sorts of discussions about the risks that exist because there's so much online. Um, and, and as we've talked about, ways of getting a Zempic, which might not be the legitimate ways too. And I guess it's the same. We talk about like weight loss treatment. Do you feel like there's quite a big difference of someone who has struggled with obesity for a long time and they've tried lots of different things and it it is really impacting their health to be overweight compared to someone who's maybe within that kind of healthy, like average weight, them just wanting to take something to be skinny? It's really difficult because I think it's all kind of comes from within. It's how that person feels and how that person perceives themselves. Um, And, you know, body dysmorphia and, you know, anorexia are issues that affect so many people from all walks of life. So it's very difficult to ascertain, you know, what people are trying to gain from it. But I think it's really important to encourage open discussion and also ensure that they understand what else is available to if someone has kind of decided or been prescribed as MPIC, what kind of things should they know or like take into consideration before they start taking it? I think it's important to understand what the medication is that you're taking, understand the risks that are there. But also I think it's important to know that what will happen after the medication? Will you be able to manage your weight? Are you exercising? Do you understand the the importance of healthy eating? Do you have a good relationship with food? These are all questions that probably should be explored prior to starting the medication. And also, where are you going to get this medication? Has it been approved? I think those are questions to ask. Thank you, Dr. Adjua. Now, if you're listening and you are seeking treatment for weight loss or you have any questions on this, then it's best to speak to your GP or healthcare provider. I can totally understand the appeal if you're someone who has struggled with your weight for your whole life and this can be seen as a solution. I know there's side effects. I know there's lots more to it. But that could just change everything for you. And what genuinely scares me is that there are loads of people taking it that don't need to. And it's not from a health perspective. It's literally just because people want to lose weight. I think from these conversations, I've really got my head around why this is so popular. I've heard the reality of taking it and that there can be side effects that can really affect your day. The reality of taking it and that side effects are included in that. And that if there is a demand for a drug and a shortage of it as well, then fakes will come along and you have to be so careful about what you're taking to make sure that you are safe. And we don't know the long-term effects of taking a drug like this for weight loss specifically. Maybe some of what we've talked about today really resonates with you. You might have tried weight loss drugs yourself or different procedures, or maybe you've just felt 
that kind of pressure to alter and change how you look. Either way, you know that I really appreciate hearing your experiences and your thoughts on this. So if you want to get in touch, you can drop me a message. My WhatsApp number is in the show notes. And I've left some resources in there as well. Thank you for listening. And I will be back with another episode of Noted next Wednesday. In case you haven't already, make sure you hit the follow button so you'll know when the next episode is out. This is a podcast by The News Movement, produced by Persephonica.